Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose and welcome to C'est La Me. I hope you are doing really, really well. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new, hello, my name is Amelia Rose. I'm the host of this show, this lifestyle podcast. And if you're returning, hello, hi, really, really glad that you are back. So let's get into my weekly recap. Uh, my week was really, really really good. Um, it was very tiring though. Um, I am sitting here, it's Sunday as I'm recording, and uh, last night I was just exhausted. But um, I will recap some of the stuff that I've done this week. So I went to this communication awards that I just found out about like uh, two days before they were there. And so my faculty advisor for student media was like, you might want to come. And I was like, okay, like, I'll come. And so I came and it turns out I kind of had a suspicion that I was winning something, but she never said that I was winning anything. Plus, I'm not technically a part of the communication department, but uh, they had a departmental awards and then they had student media awards. And so in the student media awards, I won outstanding editor or best editor something. So that's really exciting. It was great. And I also got some course to wear in graduation and a little like pin that says journalism on it that I'm going to wear with my cap and gown. So that was really fun. It was actually a super, super fun event. I got to talk to people from other branches of student media. And then I also got to see some of my staff win awards. I was really excited um, about that. So that was great. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. So that was a really fun day that I enjoyed. And so, yeah, and then this week I have been to several photo shoots. Oh my gosh, some for my internship. Uh, One from a story that I'm writing, which I'm really excited about. I've never been to a photo shoot for a story that I have written. And so that was my first time and it was a really great time. I totally enjoyed it and it was so fun. Uh, So I like that. And then I went to another one. And then uh, yesterday I went and had graduation pictures taken. Uh, My sister, Hallie, she is a photography major, so she took most of those pictures. It was super, super fun. We did the whole, like, confetti and champagne type of thing, and it kind of worked. It was fun, but I don't know that the photos, like, necessarily, like, came out because we use these little individual champagne things, and they're, there's, like, one good spray in them, and then you just kind of, like, chuck the rest out of the bottle. Um, (laughs) so that was actually really fun, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how the photos looked, and that um and that's just because it just didn't work out so pro tip if you are taking out sorry if you are taking graduation photos probably get a full-size bottle of champagne i know it's probably a little more expensive and maybe you're just like oh but if you want that really good champagne photo um do that i don't necessarily care i just wanted one in my cap and gown some in just my dress and uh just a couple of others because i took um i helped take my sister's graduation photos when she graduated with her master's and we took some really nice ones so i wanted some of those type of photos the weather was great and there weren't too many people by the time that we were done using this like really popular location people started coming but then like there were only maybe two other people when we were or two other like parties of graduates um (laughs) as we were there uh taking photos at the actual location so that was a really really good thing I might actually try and post some of those photos later on uh maybe in May after I graduate on my blog on salamipodcast.com uh so go check out that website and make sure to read some of my blog posts and then I'll probably be posting them in May after I graduate so you might get to see my um 
school reveal. I have never told you where I'd gone to school, I don't think. Uh, but then also, you know, my graduation dress that I've been talking about. My cap turned out so good. I got the decal that said, um, I'm doing better than I ever was. And I got it from Heart Made Whole on Etsy. And it's this really pretty design where it has flowers and like leaves. And it's really simple, but really elegant. It's kind of like, looks like Greek, I guess, design. It's just really pretty. So I got it in metallic silver. And then I added some rhinestone like sparkles on it because who doesn't want sparkle on their graduation day? I'm not that person that does not want it. Uh, so I put that on and it was really good. And yeah. So, but pretty much looking forward to next week. Uh, it's my last week of classes, which is very sad, but very cool. And I'm scared of getting grades in. Not that I'm scared that I didn't do well, but it's just like the crunch time. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, please grade my stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be good. It's my last week of internship, which I'm extremely sad about because I love, I love this. And yeah, it is going to be a busy week, and I also have the student media party that um, me and my advisor planned, so hopefully that goes well. I'm really excited. We're going to have, like, pizza and stuff, and I'm still figuring out dessert, um, but yeah, it's going to be a good week. All right, so getting into this episode, I wanted to do this episode. I was kind of like, should I do it uh, this week or next week, but next week I have a graduation episode planned where I just talk through graduation because that's going to happen not next Saturday but the next Saturday so exciting but anyway so I'm going to talk through my feelings on that because I've got a lot of feelings and I've tried not to be so like you know oh graduation graduation but like it is what's happening in my life and it's very exciting so next week will be a graduation episode so I decided this week I am doing an episode on my health and fitness journey thus far. Uh, obviously, it doesn't just stop once you think you figured it out, but spoiler alert, I do feel like I figured out a really good thing for me, and I'm someone who has struggled in the past with fitness and health and just trying to figure out like what's the best for me and what makes me feel confident, what makes me feel like I can do this and it's not just like drudgery and like horrible stuff anyway but before I forget I actually just remembered that my merch is on sale starting today and going through let me check I think it is through Saturday so yes uh if you want some sale on me merch it's going to be on sale I highly recommend that you check it out and that is all in my show notes down below so yeah my health and fitness has been a really interesting journey with ups and with downs and all of that so it has been quite a journey throughout my life so if you have been listening to the podcast for a little bit you might know that I grew up overweight and that in turn affected my body image growing up and then also now into my adult years and I feel like body image affects the way you approach health and the way you approach fitness and the kind of goals that you had so when I was little you know being overweight I didn't necessarily feel like I was unhealthy but I was because I honestly like if I'm going to be honest I ate less than my stick figure sisters and I was very conscious about what I put in my mouth even at like eight years old um and you know I'm still a kid I'm trying to balance being a kid and just not having a care in the world to having this like really uh weird perception of like you know trying to be healthy and then balancing all of that so it definitely did affect the way I approached health because the first time I really started thinking about my health it was really only because I wanted to lose weight and so I feel like that has kind of like 
bit me in the booty um <laughs> trying to figure out my health and fitness journey and trying to figure out something that is sustainable so i feel like your body image definitely affects the way you approach health and fitness and i don't have a super high metabolism and i definitely hold on to fat more easily and in some ways honestly that's a really good thing depending on which way you look at it you know i know for reproductive whatever it is definitely easier to i guess conceive when you have like more fat like that's honestly why we have fat in our lower stomachs as women you know because it is going to help protect the baby whenever they're there and obviously that's not something that i have to think about now i'm like <laughs> i don't care right now right now i'm a single girl and i just want to be a stick um but um you know, it it is good, but it definitely has affected the way I view myself. So while I've been really conscious about my weight and I've been exercising for a while, I've really started exercising uh, probably when I was like 11. Like I didn't do like workout videos, but I really got in the yard, started walking intentionally, trying to lose weight. And it wasn't out of desperation, um, but it was, you know, it has got to a point uh, when I was later in my teens where I was just sick of like I had lost weight um but I was really just sick of always having like the thicker whatever you know thicker thighs or you know bigger arms and I still you know uh, have been doing great the past few months and have really improved myself but um I still have thicker thighs thicker arms than my sisters and then you know some people I'm just like more you know, I hold fat more easily. And so when I was a teen, I really started working out and thinking about like weight loss and stuff. And it wasn't necessarily like I wanted to be healthier, but I figured, you know, when once I get healthier, I'm going to lose weight. And like, that's is true to a point, but I'm never going to necessarily look like a model because I just don't have that body, you know? And I also haven't always had an amazing relationship with my body, no matter what I looked like, you know, I feel like there was a point where I was at my thinnest and I was like the most miserable I'd ever been. And so health and fitness definitely has been a journey. And part of that with the health thing um, has been testing out a bunch of diets. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this podcast is probably like, oh my gosh, like I preach positivity on here, especially body positivity. Um, and I've talked a lot about positive body image. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, what? You know, you, you've done a ton of different diets, like you bought into diet culture. And it really was motivated by health. It was also motivated by weight loss at some points because let's face it if I gain weight easily sometimes I find myself in a position where I'm like I should lose a few pounds you know it's okay but a lot of them I always try and do healthy diets whenever I'm doing a diet I don't want to just do a diet being like oh you don't eat for like a whole week but you lose like 15 pounds like no I'm not I'm not gonna do that that's annoying and ridiculous and so I've done a lot of different diets in the name of health you know including keto I've gone dairy free I was actually dairy free when I started this podcast I think uh and then it's just been a journey since then uh gluten free I've tried gaps which is a gut healing diet you know I've done intermittent fasting and tried a lot of healthier diets you know not crash diets and uh, nothing that is going to be weird or like unhealthy or extreme um in my quest for fitness you know to try and figure out what my body likes and what makes me the healthiest and what is sustainable now when I'm saying oh I tried these diets I'm talking like later like really late teens early 20s types of stuff and I did gaps when I was like 15 and whatever it was really to help heal my gut I honestly if you need gut healing like really badly gaps can be difficult but it it really did help me 
And it just showed me that health is possible for me when I have just felt unhealthy for a lot of my life. Even if I have eaten healthy food, I've always just kind of felt like, well, maybe if I was healthy, I wouldn't look like this, you know. Um, Some of the diets, though, have been really, really good and have helped me help figure out different things like health, underlying health problems, and others have not been that amazing. So it definitely has been a journey. But as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, recently I have been doing a certain lifestyle change and I feel like I've really figured out what my body likes and what my needs are and what I need to do to feel my healthiest. So today I wanted to give you some of my tips and also, you know, kind of tell you about my experience with being healthy, how I've been getting fitter and all of that. So background is done. Here are the tips and also how I've been doing it. All right, tip number one is aim to address underlying health problems. This is a big reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now um, and why it's so effective. And also that's kind of been the goal of mine with a lot of the stuff that I tried. Uh, And so some of it has worked, some of it hasn't. But, you know, my diet right now is not aimed at weight loss. And I'm not necessarily like, yes, I'm on a diet. I have specific um, rules that I'm following as far as what I'm eating. Uh, but it's mostly a lifestyle change. I am trying to address my underlying health issues. So the main issue that I've been having is related to histamines. Now we're going to get kind of sciencey, but I really hadn't heard of histamines except for maybe like a year or two ago, and I just had not heard of them. And the issue that I've been having with them is histamines are released by mast cells in the body as part of kind of like an allergic reaction. So the analogy that I've seen used by some people who talk histamines and the people that I've been listening to to try to figure out my problems is that some people have big histamine buckets so their body can contain a lot of histamines and other people have small histamine buckets meaning that they have a level of histamines that their body can take. So both people, both types of people have a level of histamine means that their body can take. So when my histamine bucket or when your histamine bucket overflows, you begin to experience symptoms. So I have apparently a small histamine bucket, which means that it overflows way faster than typical, meaning that I cannot take many histamines before I start reacting badly to something. So I start having kind of an allergic reaction. So right now to address that stuff, you know, I always had sinus issues. Even starting this podcast, I was dairy free and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, and that kind of helped. It did help for a little bit, but it just, for two years, I really did have this unexplained histamine um, or sinus problem that now I think was probably histamines in the food that I was eating. And so right now I'm on this low histamine diet that is aimed at reducing histamines in my body and minimizing my reactions to them. It can be really difficult to learn which foods are high histamine and to, you know, avoid those or consume them very, very seldomly, rarely. But besides that, I can pretty much eat whatever I want, which is really, really good. I'm not counting my macros at this point. I'm just trying to eat in a balanced way. And it's been really nice. It has been very effective. So, just starting a lifestyle change or going on a diet, uh, it's going to be a lot more sustainable when you aim to address your underlying health problems. And I feel like, honestly, it's very interesting because health will be a better motivator to me than weight. I just want to feel healthier and I want to look healthier and whatever. And yes, have I lost weight? Yeah, I have. But I'm not just saying like, oh, I wanted to lose weight. Let's go on this low histamine diet. Like, I could lose weight a bunch of other different ways, but it's great because I can control my health problems and kind of like 
decide, okay, you know what, I'm not doing anything tomorrow, and if I'm going to have this bad reaction and, you know, to this food that I'm eating, I might as well have it tonight. I can be totally knocked out the next day, and it's not going to, you know, be on my mind. Or if I have something special coming up, like I started this diet maybe in January or February, I knew it was going to take a little bit of time before graduation, but I want to be my healthiest, my happiest at graduation because it's been four years, you know, since I started college and I want to be the best version of myself, you know, doing better than I ever was at graduation. And so that was a big motivating factor to get on this diet, clean up my health. And it's not that I was just sitting around being like, there's something wrong with me, but I don't know what it is. Like I was researching and I was trying to figure out what, what is the best thing. And big props to my mom because she really, really helped me. She actually was like, hey, I think you might have a histamine intolerance problem. So like, why don't you do this? And then I did my own research and I was like, yeah, this sounds great. Like, it sounds hard, you know, sometimes like there's certain foods you can't eat like tomatoes, you know, tomatoes, like they're healthy, right? Well, maybe not for you. It depends. So yeah, that has been really good. Just trying to address underlying health issues and not necessarily being like, I just want to lose weight so I can look good in pictures. Believe me, that is so gratifying, but it's not going to be as sustainable as trying to address your underlying health issues. My second tip is to experiment. So it took me a long time to find something I was really happy with as far as my health and my diet. I owe a lot of it to my mom, like I said, who researches health stuff all of the time. But before this lifestyle change, I tried a bunch of stuff that I mentioned before, like keto, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever. And I had pretty good results with some of it, but there was always some sort of drawbacks to like everything that I did. Like keto, I enjoyed that, but I hated having to track my macros and be really scared of carbs or whatever. And I also, honestly, you know, I was seeing like weight loss results, but I wasn't really feeling healthy. You know, I was eating so much cheese, so much meat, uh, so, so much, basically cheese and meat. Um, and it was just, it was great. Like dairy, I enjoyed that. You know, I'm dairy free right now with the whole histamine thing because you don't tolerate dairy very well if you're on histamine intolerance, you know, if you have histamine intolerance. And I feel so much healthier now. Not even just, I'm not saying dairy is the problem, but I'm just saying I didn't really feel like I was getting enough vegetables in on keto because vegetables have carbs. And I was trying to have as low of a carb count as possible. So I was like, okay, well, I can't really eat vegetables. That's just not, you know, and then you just think about it and you're like, it's not healthy not to eat vegetables. And I guess I should stop here and just say, if I mention a diet that you are currently on or something that has worked for you or that you enjoy or love, like keto or dairy-free or gluten-free, you know, any of these diets that I'm mentioning, I'm not shaming them. I'm not. They just don't work for me. Health is a very individual thing, and that's something that I've learned so much uh, throughout my life. It's just, you know, who would have thought that eliminating tomatoes from your diet would help you? Like, I did not think that. I was like, what? Tomatoes are healthy here I am, and I haven't had a tomato in, like, <laughs> I don't know how long, and I'm feeling great, you know, so I'm not trying to hate on your diet, just want to get that out of the way, I know that uh, health is a very individual thing, I'm not judging anyone or trying to, like, um, blast anything that works for you, but for me, keto, I know it is a personal thing, and 
I was more focused on the carb count than necessarily like eating the most balanced healthy meals and so for me it just didn't work. I also don't like tracking any macros, calories, carbs, any of that. So it didn't really work for me but now I am really able to enjoy fruit and not feel bad about it. I can eat vegetables. I don't even care how many carbs are in them. It feels great. You know I still have my restrictions with my low histamine thing but I think Finding a diet or finding a lifestyle change and experimenting and stuff and seeing what works for you, it's super valuable because it's kind of like dating, honestly. It's like if you date a guy or you go on a couple dates, you know, you don't even have to be boyfriend, girlfriend, but if you go on a couple dates with a guy and then you like realize, okay, I don't really know that I like that. If you go on a date with another dude, you can kind of be like on the lookout for that. Like, hmm, did I like that last time? No. So like, let's see if that happens again. And then he introduces you to more things that you might like, might not like, whatever. So you just get to know yourself through these dates, kind of like diets, you know? Dating and dieting, same thing. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get mad at me, please. Anyway, all right, next tip is find exercise that you like. So this is the fitness part. Um, My fitness has definitely improved. Honestly, when you get healthier, you feel more inclined to behave in a healthy way. You feel more inclined to exercise. You feel more like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get outside, you know. It just, it's great. So a key part of this is to find an exercise that you like. Y'all know I love walking. Walking is my favorite form of exercise, and that really actually makes sense for me for scientific reasons. Um, so let me explain. I don't love really high-impact exercise, and as it turns out, high-impact workouts are histamine builders. So I used to think, I used to wonder, like, why can't I stop sneezing when I leave the gym? Like, every time I would go work out, I would just keep sneezing, keep sneezing, sneeze all the way home, which is weird. My face would become really flushed, and my workout would knock me out for, like, the rest of the day. So maybe your dislike of a certain exercise is really your body's way of telling you to try something else, you know? And there are some high-impact things that I really enjoy doing, like spin class. I love spin class. However... If I am going to attempt a spin class, now I know, okay, high-impact exercise builds histamine, so I want to keep my diet really, really, really low in histamine so that my histamine bucket is filled up only by the exercise and not also what I'm eating. Also, don't think that a high-impact, like, go-all-in type of workout is the only way to get fit, you know? I don't love HIIT that really, like, it's great for you. I've heard it's great for you, but so are tomatoes. I can't have those. Um, so it's just kind of like, it's very individual. Like I said before, it's very, very individual. So find an exercise you like, be that Pilates or stretching or walking or, you know, hanging out with a friend. Or if you love high impact workouts, don't feel like you have to do the leisurely stuff too. Like you can do whatever. If you love both of them, find a balance. It doesn't matter, but just find something you like because you'll be way more likely to stick with it, Um, and you don't always have to like something, like, forever. You know, I used to love YouTube workouts. Now, I'm just not in the mood, and then, you know, I used to think I was in the mood for for YouTube workouts, and then I got, kind of got in, like, the jam of doing YouTube workouts, so it ebbs and flows. It depends on what you like and what you don't like, so just find something you love, and you'll be way more likely to stick with it. My fourth tip is to realize that you may have to eliminate some things at first, and that is okay. 
So the low histamine diet, as I said, comes with restrictions because there are certain food items from every food group that are high in histamines. Some food groups are higher in histamines than others, like dairy, gluten, all of that. So I have to be careful around some more than others. Uh, and so there are some food groups that I don't eat, I tend to not eat, and I think that there's a lot of shame that comes with going on a diet or eliminating certain food groups. Somehow, people have found a way to shame people for not eating certain food groups, and you know what? It's none of their business. It really isn't. So just realize that sometimes you aren't the type of person who can eat everything and still be fine, you know? I know I'm not that type of person. My metabolism is not high enough to do that. My health problems do not support that. I just cannot eat like that. I can't just eat everything with abandon, you know, in moderation, but like I can't do that. You know, I'm going to gain weight if I eat this. I mean, my nose is going to be completely blocked if I eat that. Um, even just a little bit, you know, I had, like I mentioned before, I had two years where my sinuses were completely blocked. I would eat, you know, like a tiny little cream cheese, a tiny bit of cream cheese, and within five minutes, my nose would be completely blocked for days, you know? I used to not be able to eat dairy at all, and I was like, ah, you know, what's the deal? Am I not being healthy? Am I not, you know, what's the issue? And I did feel kind of shame for not being able to eat a certain food group, but you know, this is your journey, so just make sure that if you really want to be healthy, I feel like healthy has been packaged in a certain way, has been packaged in a way to say like healthy is eating everything in moderation. That's not necessarily true. If that's true for you, congratulations. If that's not true for you, congratulations. We're all equal and it's fine. But sometimes being healthy is eliminating some stuff and then adding it back in. You know, people have been touting the message of you can eat whatever you want. You don't have to avoid this, this, or this. Uh, for the majority of us, it's really not true. For me, I if I want to feel good and if I want to look my best, I know that there are certain food groups or certain foods, not even whole food groups, but certain foods that I can't eat, you know? And so allow yourself to explore what your body may need. You know, after a while, you can try adding stuff in if you want. I've added a couple of things in because I found out that they're actually low in histamines. And, you know, I just found out they could have rice. And I was like, oh, rice, that's awesome. Like, great. I'm not going to worry about, like, carbs or anything in the rice. I can have it. It's going to be good. You know, for a while, I thought it was actually high in histamine and that I was going to have to avoid it. And you know what? I avoided it and it was fine. Life went on. So just whatever is the healthiest for you, just do that, you know? Just realize that if you have to eliminate something because you feel like it's going to be the healthiest thing for you, there's no shame in that. It's your health journey. You do what you want. My next tip, gonna get off my soapbox for a minute, but uh, figure out what your goals are and then let that dictate your actions. So this is the best way to go about your health and fitness journey, in my opinion. If your goal is to lose weight, then you may not indulge at every gathering. And that's totally fine because you have a goal that you want to reach and that goal is to lose weight. If the food is not conducive to that, you are not going to eat it. You know, I know that there's an emotional part of that. And trust me, like food is emotional. I get emotional over food. You know, I get emotional if I can't have something at a, a, an event or whatever, but it just depends. If you, if your goal is to lose weight and you aren't going to have something at a gathering because it isn't conducive to that. I'm not saying that you're just going to be like, well, that's fine, whatever. But like, you got to keep the bigger picture in mind. On the flip side, if you are at an event and your goal for that event is to fully enjoy and celebrate and, you know, there's food there that 
you know, may not be on your diet or necessarily, you know, good for you. But if that's the way you're going to celebrate, go ahead, you know, give yourself full permission to do that. You know, I'm actually going to be having, you know, as I said, a party with my staff at the student newspaper this week and we're having pizza and I'm going to have a piece or two because it's our last meeting and we accomplished so much in the semester and I'm really, really fine with that, you know, uh, and uh, my graduation, I am totally, we're going out to eat afterwards and I am going to take advantage of that. I'm going to eat whatever the heck I want because I'm proud of myself and that's my goal. Um, I'm really, really fine with that. I've also gone to events where I didn't feel the need to have anything, and I was completely fine with that as well. You know, it's completely up to you. Again, your health is your concern, and whatever goal you have, it's fine. Also, you don't need to be completely okay with that. I found it easy because I've kept the bigger picture in mind, but sometimes, you know, you are in an event, and your goal is to lose weight, so you decide I'm not going to have anything, but you still feel left out. That's part of the process, you know, you're not always going to feel 100% fine all the time when you choose those decisions. The decisions might be hard. Sure, is the end result worth it? Yeah, totally. But it doesn't mean that it can't be hard. It can't be isolating, especially if you're the only one doing it, you know. I've been to places and I've been kind of like, I really want this or I really want that, you know. But I'm like, okay, I'm like you know, my health is going to, like, act up, my histamine stuff, my face is going to get, like, flushed, I'm going to, like, sneeze my whole way out of the event, don't really want that to happen, so let's not do that, you know, so it is, again, completely up to you. All right, last tip, aim to make this a lifestyle change and not just a diet. So thinking of stuff as a diet means that there is an end date. If you really want to try and make a change, viewing your eating patterns as a lifestyle change will help you stick to it for a longer time and it will reframe your thinking. It's not like, I'm going to diet. You know, that honestly, the psychology around that makes you feel deprived. You don't have to feel deprived. You can feel, you know, in my experience, again, with keto, I loved keto and I would have preach the uh, effects of keto to anybody, but now I view the stuff that I can have, like the fruit I can have, like if I can't have that ice cream or whatever, I can have a date, I can have an apple, I can have a watermelon, it's not the same, but I do remember a time when I couldn't have that stuff, so I try and find the joy in it whenever possible, so that definitely helps me with that. All right, guys, that is it. This was a hard episode to record. I don't know why. I just think like talking health and fitness is a little bit difficult for me because I'm trying to dive deep and give y'all a big idea of, you know, what I've been doing recently. But um, yeah, it has been a really good journey and it's by no means over. Um, I'll probably, you know, figure out more things in the future. And that's really exciting. It's really cool that you can keep growing and you can keep doing all this stuff. But yeah, I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating and review. Or you can also review on Spotify. That would be amazing. Uh, But yeah, I appreciate it. I will talk to you next week about my thoughts about graduation. Bye.